Hello and welcome to the November edition of the Lee Schools TV podcast. I'm Rob Spicker, Assistant Director in the Communications Department, and so glad that you're going to take the time to join us and listen in today. It was three years ago this month that the voters of Lee County approved the half-cent sales tax that increases and funds capital improvements in our schools. The campaign was tough and the vote in the end was very close. So where are we today, three years later? How much money has been raised? How much has been spent? And has it been spent well? Well, for answers to those questions, we're going to be joined today by Chief Financial Officer, uh, Dr. Amy Desmore from the School District. Uh, thank you for joining us today to talk sales tax three years, three years later. So we've got to start just with that big question. We've been collecting money since uh, the beginning of 2019. How much money has been raised and come to the school district because of the sales tax? So since its inception, which we started collecting in 2019, um, over a little over 228 million so far has been collected which has been absolutely amazing for the students and staff of Lee County to be able to reap the benefits of those um, additional funds that the community um, was so gracious in putting their trust in us to be able to collect those funds. All right, so how does it work? You, you, you're at the store, you pay that extra, extra cent in sales tax, extra half cent, but it doesn't directly then come to us. It kind of works its way to us eventually. How's the process take place? So the process takes place is that the state does collect all of those funds um, every business and you know entity that collects those sales tax will be remitting those sales tax dollars to the state and then based on the collections in our county then the state will send us back the funds that we earned off of uh, that half cent sales tax on a monthly basis so on a monthly period of time and usually um, it's a couple months back of the collection. So if they send us uh, money this month in November, then that probably means that those funds were collected in September. A part of the campaign was a promise to oversee the money that it was being spent correctly. So what is the district doing to make sure that that is actually happening? Right, so we refer to everything that we promised our taxpayers in planning for the use of those dollars. So we have um, our resolutions and all of the information that we put in front of us to make sure that we're staying true to those four, uh, core areas that we told the taxpayers we would focus the funds on. So new construction, maintenance, safety, and technology, those are the focus of our sales tax funds, and we're always focusing in on those major categories when we're planning on the expenditures. In addition to that, as our uh, resolution or as the referendum that went to the voters stated, we would have um, an oversight committee on those funds. So we currently have um, the Independent Sales Surtax Oversight Committee, or as we affectionately know as ISOC. And that committee um, we meet with on a quarterly basis, and we review with them all of the uh, expenditures that have taken place so far um, from the previous quarter, and then also the planned expenditures we have coming up within the next quarter. And they are um, attesting to the fact that we are doing what we said we would do with those dollars. Right, so they trusted to bring that money in and that promise, following through with that trust to show that it's being spent correctly. Absolutely. Uh, capital improvements, that's all the money can be used for. I guess you mentioned those categories, but can you describe exactly what the district can spend this additional revenue on? Sure, so a capital item is uh, basically acquiring, updating, or maintaining any physical assets that the district has. So that would mean land, buildings, equipment, technology, all of those things are considered physical assets. Usually it's something that um, you purchase that lasts a long time. It's not consumed by, you know, by use, um, like a consumable, a piece of paper or a pen that runs out. Um, and it's usually something that's at least $1,000 or more um, in acquiring that particular 
item. And how do you decide, okay, we need this and we need this, which one, is there a process to determine what project gets sales tax funding or does it all sort of help in the general maintenance and building of schools? Um, well, it all helps because in addition to the sales tax funds, we also have other capital funds that we can use for capital items. So um, each of those go into the maintenance of our assets and building our buildings across the district. Um, however, the way that we decide exactly how the sales tax funds will be focused are we have a, a, a committee, a whole committee that works on the capital budget for the district. And so based on um, all of the input that we get from all of the different areas, our experts in maintenance, our experts in construction, our experts in technology, they are assessing the condition of all the assets under their purview. So maintenance is assessing the condition of all schools and things that may need to get fixed and when they need to get fixed, under what priority those are. Um, technology is doing the same thing. Our safety folks are doing the same thing. They bring items forward to us um, for consideration for funding. And then based on what types of items that they are, then we determine whether it would be something that would be appropriate to focus sales tax on based on um, you know, what we said we would do and what we planned or whether it would be more appropriate for another funding source. So that's kind of the overall process of how we allocate our sales tax funds to different things. We want to make sure that we're hitting um, the highest priority projects, the things that most need to be done in our schools, um, spreading those dollars out amongst the four categories pretty evenly, and also making sure that we're touching all of our schools in the process. So the most visible projects in the last three years out in the East Zone, the addition to Lehigh Senior High School, Gateway High School, Lehigh Acres Middle School. So can you tell us just about those projects? Yeah, sure. So when we're talking about um, new construction or new seats that we need, most of that you're going to hear is in the East Zone because that's where our growth has been so prominent. And so um, in, in the lead up to the sales tax before we had the sales tax, that was one of the big pushes for why we felt like we needed to go to the taxpayers and ask for this because of the fact that our growth was um, so significant, especially in that area and the current funding sources that we had just weren't allowing us to be able to keep up with the new construction and keep up with the maintenance of all of our existing buildings. So it's part of the impetus really of why um, we push for that. But as far as those new schools, um, the new Gateway High School, which is out in the Gateway area in the east part of the county, um, holds about approximately 2,000 students. It's, of course, our newest high school in the area. Um, it is a beautiful facility, and it really helped to um, you know, accommodate some additional students where we were really busting at the seams with um, you know, our current high schools that were out in the East Zone. In addition to that, the addition that happened on Lehigh Senior, again, was a factor of we needed more seats for high school students in the East Zone. So that was um, a, a welcome addition as well, no pun intended, as we needed those seats. And then um, our new Lehigh Acres Middle School was a new building um, that we built and that opened this year in replacement of an existing aging middle school that we had out in the east. So those kids in the what we call the old Lehigh Acres Middle School now were able to transition over to um, the brand new building and now we're in the process of renovating 
the old Lehigh Acres Middle to be able to house student, middle school students as well. All right, so not just construction gets funded, but a lot of maintenance, new roofs, new air conditioning units, new windows, uh, all sorts of things like that. Are there any projects that really stand out to you uh, or uh, that have made a difference in the first three years? Um, yes, actually there's a few, and I know that um, you know everybody might not get so um, completely excited about new windows, new roofs, and new, um, you know, air conditioning systems. But especially here in Florida, if you don't have air conditioning systems that work, it is a problem. It is a problem not just for comfort, but it's a problem for student achievement. It's very difficult for students to be able to perform at optimum levels when they're hot and they're sweltering inside of the school and teachers and our staff the same. Um, and so it's not just about a comfort level, it's about making sure to provide optimal learning conditions. So we had um, new HVAC projects that were going on this year at places like Ida Baker High and Cape Coral Elementary, um, Norfolk Myers Academy for the Arts, really being able to replace those um, aging systems. And in addition, those things save us on operational dollars because the newer system, more efficient, and then therefore it doesn't take as much operational dollars to run. So that's a benefit to both the school and to um, the overall budget of the district. Um, as far as roofing uh, projects, we've had several uh, at Norfolk Myers High School, at G. Weaver Hibbs Elementary, Calusa Middle School, Villas Elementary. So again, those are great um, projects because not only do they help that actual school and um, being able to expand on the life, useful life of the facility of the school that we have or the building that we have in place, but it also saves us operationally because it makes the school more efficient in terms of the electricity that it's burning when it has you know, an appropriate roof on there. Same with windows, and we had some large window projects at Lehigh Senior, Cape High, and Cypress High. Again, it's one of those things that makes the school much more efficient in terms of our utilities costs, and it brightens up the place, right? So that um, schools don't have issues with rain getting in, which leads to other issues like mold and mildew. Um, and it just is a different look when people get, you know, when our schools get those upgraded um, windows, it provides for additional safety because they're hurricane rated. Um, so there's lots of good things about those types of projects, which again, um, sometimes may go a little bit unnoticed by um, students or staff, but they definitely feel the impact in terms of the comfort level that they feel in the, in the buildings. It increases that optimal learning environment and we're able to take those uh, operational savings and funnel them back to where we'd like for them to be, which is in the classroom. Yeah, those projects don't garner much attention, but no. they, they make a difference. So yes. if, I, if I took you back to 2018 um, and why the sales tax was a priority, what was happening at that time just three years ago? Mm. Well, at that time, and actually, if we're talking about um, really the genesis of the sales tax, I'd have to take you back before 2018, because it was a conversation amongst um, district staff and board members for years before that, knowing that um, we were at a time at that point where growth, again, we were growing um, about a school a year, 15 to 1800 students a year, which was a large growth rate for the district. Um, we weren't able to keep up with um, growth by building new schools the way that we needed to. And we knew that we weren't able to adequately upkeep or keep up with the maintenance at all of our existing schools because we had gone through um, a great recession at that point. So um, at that point, the major source of funding and capital was property taxes. And they had taken a large dip. We had lost about 50% of our tax base and along with it, the revenue that we had in order to um, keep up with maintenance at our buildings. And then of course, as 
uh, property taxes started coming back up a little bit on the upswing, it still was at that point we had had deferred maintenance at many of our locations and deferred building for years. And we knew that we needed um, another source to help us keep up with and be able to provide the optimal learning environments that we wanted to provide across all of our schools. A way to catch up. Yes. from years and years of not having <laughs> enough money coming in, yes, right? Yes. Big educational effort in 2018 yes. uh, that the, the district staff, school board members at the time took countywide. Yes, yes. Trying to just sell the message of why it was so important at the time. Absolutely, absolutely. And so thankful to everyone that had um, part in that whole effort, both to staff and board members that took part in uh, going, just basically pounding the pavement, hitting the streets on all these, um, you know, community events and um, clubs and organizations and parents and schools across all of our community to really uh, communicate the need. And then to our community that really heard that message and listened and asked great questions and helped us get better every time we tried to deliver that message so that at the end of the day, you know, in November of 2018, we were able to be successful with what we were asking um, the taxpayers. So the projections and promises of that came, uh, campaign today, how do you feel the district has done? Have we met them? Oh, yes, I believe so. I believe we have, we have met them. Um, we've done, we tried to do a great job of due diligence of making sure that we're communicating exactly what we're doing with those funds. We've worked very successfully with our ISOC committee or that oversight committee that also are all third parties that attest to what we're doing and how we're doing it. Um, and very excited about, you know, the next seven years and how we're going to be able to really, you know, continue to carry through with the plan that we laid out uh, for the taxpayers, for our staff, for our students in the community, um, because it's an, it's an awesome thing to be a part of. It's very exciting and it takes time, right? When we know that we had all of these years of deferred maintenance and knowing that, you know, we've done a lot, but there's still so much more to do. And so we continue to really focus on the effort. Where do you think Lee County schools would be today without the additional revenue from the sales tax? Well, it is, um, let, me, let me just say, I'm, I'm really thankful we got, we got it because what happened was really with the sales tax, let's say in this current year, it is one third of our capital budget. So when you think about that, it's like, wow, if we didn't have that, there'd be a third of all these things that are going on that we wouldn't be able to do. We wouldn't be able to make it happen without putting the district in some financial jeopardy. So the fact that we were able to do all of these lists of projects that we're talking about in terms of what we funded in the sales tax is one thing, but then there's also the whole other story of other projects that get funded with other capital funding sources that wouldn't have been able to get done had it not been for that. And so- um, The making of a lot of hard choices had we yes. not had the revenue we've had for the Absolutely. last three years. Absolutely. Hmm. So there's big projects, obviously, that are going to be coming up. Uh, one of them is going to be a new elementary school in Lehigh Acres, so yes. to, to Elementary J. Yes, yes. So again, um, when we talk about that new building, you're going to hear, you know, the new construction of things, you're going to hear about that mostly in the East Zone because that's where, um, you know, the bulk of our growth has been for so long. And so we've got um, the new Elementary J. It has no name just yet, so it's got a letter right now. Um, it is in the same vicinity or the same really land mass as where the new middle school is that we just built, the new Lehigh Acres Middle School that just was built. And so there'll be an elementary school right next to there and there'll be a whole nother uh, school community right there 
of the elementary and the middle school together. So that is an exciting project. Another project for the E-Zone is going to be the Innovation School. Yes, yes. The Innovation School is the, uh, the partnership that we have with FGCU. And so that will also be in the East Zone because that is, again, where we need, um, you know, all of our seats. And so that that's an exciting partnership that is still coming together, determining exactly, um, you know, how the school will look and, you know, how it will come together. But yes, that will be um, another pre-K through eight school that's open, hopefully within the next several years in the East Zone area as well. We look back at 2018, one of the promises was to rebuild Franklin Park Elementary, and yes. that is in the early stages now, thanks yes. to the sales tax. Yes, yes, and that is so exciting. It is um, logistically very challenging, and so my hats go off to uh, um, our construction and our planning folks because trying to tear down and rebuild a school where you have children there already existing is a whole nother logistical challenge. But that has been a long time coming. The state finally gave us approval um, to take the school down and build another one. And it is going to be gorgeous, I'm sure, by the time it's all done of that, you know, brand new facility that's there um, for the students and staff to enjoy. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. That's, that one has been a long time in the making, yes. Al along with another rebuild we have coming as well with Cypress Middle. Right, right. Um, those, are, those two schools are two um, very aging schools, and based on what all has to be done, it just was more um, cost efficient to build new rather than to try to renovate what we had. And so those are the two major rebuilds that we will have going on within the next several years. Are there other projects to look ahead to in the next five to seven years with, of the sales tax that you can you know, tip your hat to today? Well, we'll have um, a several more new school buildings coming on. So um, those will be coming in addition to all of the um, the projects in all of the categories that we talk about. So we'll continue to um, enhance um, safety at all of our locations with some of the projects through sales tax. We don't necessarily expound on what those are for obvious reasons, but they'll continue to go. Um, and we'll still continue to really dig in on the maintenance of our existing schools. There's a hundred different locations out there and, um, you know, usually the new construction portion of our program and what's going on gets a little bit more of the shine. But all of that maintenance that we're doing at locations that's like um, going into the plumbing and the roofing and the windows that like we talked about and all the infrastructure of those buildings, that's really what's going to be able to take our maintenance program of buildings to the next level so that we're making sure that we're maximizing the, um, the life of all of the buildings that we have and creating an optimal learning environment for all kids. And that's what we're all about. And one of the things that was created that's available to anybody to look at is the sales tax dashboard, yeah. school by school. Yeah. So you mentioned these projects or a roof at, you know, an elementary school. Families in the community can track those projects school by school. Absolutely, absolutely. So people can just go hit up leeschools.net and on there is a link to, uh, I think it just says sales tax. You click there and there's a whole dashboard where you can look on any given year um, since we've had the sales tax or in cumulative total gives um, the public information on how much revenue that we have collected and how much we have expended to date. And then it breaks that down by school and by category. So if you wanted to go and see specifically, hey, what's going on at my child's school that's being funded by sales tax, you can go pick that school and see exactly what projects there are that have been planned for your school that year or in previous year. 
Um, so uh, it's just a, a great tool for people to go in and check out to see overall what great things are happening with the sales tax. So now let's look forward a little bit to the end of the 10 years, 2028. Where do you think the district is going to be in terms of a position for, for the, the schools that are needed and the maintenance projects? Are, are we going to be caught up? Are we going to be done? Are we going to still need more? Where do you think we'll be? Maintenance is not um, necessarily any of one of those things where you're always totally caught up. There's always things going on and this time marches on. It puts you in a new rotation of new things. So if, um, you know, one of the things that we're doing, if our roofs have a useful life of 20 years, let's say, then at the end of those 20 years, you know, that cycle starts all over again, right? So it's one of those things that you never really are completely caught up, but you do, you know, the best that you can. And as time marches on, your rotation marches on. Uh, the new schools, it just kind of depends on what our long-term growth rate is. I know that um, everything that we've been going through with the pandemic um, for the past year and a half, um, we need to wait and see, right? It's put a, a little hiccup as to what's going on in terms of families and growth and moving, staying here, that type of thing. So I think we need a little bit more time to determine what our growth makes us look like at the end of that time period. Um, but, you know, I suspect the growth that we've had has been continuing for at least 10 years. So we don't really expect for that to slow down anytime soon. So as far as you know, I'm concerned we're continuing to plan for what does it look like when we keep growing at that rate because that's we haven't slowed down yet. No, we haven't. <laughs> Safe to say, one of the few counties in the in the state right. that can really say that. Right, mm -hmm. we haven't. We've we've continued to see growth. Yeah, might be may have been small in mm -hmm. some of those pandemic years, yes. but have seen additional students. Yes. So we're at the the point here um, where I just want to sort of ask you know last thoughts. I mean, can the importance of the sales tax revenue to the, the district be overstated or can it not? I mean, is it is it vital? I mean, last thoughts on where we're at. Absolutely. No, the importance of it can't be overstated. It is absolutely critical and imperative um, to the district for everything we wanted to um, accomplish based on where we had been, what we had gone through during the Great Recession, the types of things that we had to reduce out of the budget for years during that period of time in order to balance out. Um, now, this sales tax is critical to being able to put us in a good spot, to being able to maintain, like we want to, uh, schools and build them the way that you would envision a world-class school system would do. So it is, you know, absolutely critical. And again, we just thank, you know, our community for having the faith in us to be able to uh, bestow on us this really a great honor is how I see it in terms of being able to be part of taking these funds and doing something great that's going to be really generational for uh, the community and for our school district and for kids. They're the ones who are benefiting in the yeah, end, are they not? Absolutely. It's all about making school better for the children. Absolutely. It's so, it's so exciting to see. Yeah. It all really right. is. All right. Dr. Desimore, thank you so much. Well, thank Talking you. Talking sales tax for us on this three-year anniversary. We appreciate it so much. That'll finish up this uh, month's edition of the uh, podcast. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you again soon.